All right, we're going to be going over. It's very important. It's part of the armor of God to have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Amen. Preparation of the gospel. The devil would have you take that off. Now, as your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, that is part of our, our, of our armor and part of our feet. That means when we go, when we go into this world, as you go, uh, you're going to need uh, to have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Amen? And the gospel of peace, there's nothing, um, no greater gospel than the death, burial, resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let's go to Psalms chapter 40. Now, the devil has attacked the um, way of salvation. He's confused the way. He's the author of confusion. And I like to challenge, always challenge, I challenge uh, everybody, not to create doubt, but just to make sure uh, you know you're saved for yourself. I've, I've met pastors who have gotten saved in their 10 years of pastoring of church, maybe. They wind up getting saved. Uh, and if you've been around in church long enough, you'll know people who got saved. We, we were just at a, um, Brother Brown, remember when he was here? He went and preached at a, at a Christian, good Christian school, and the, uh, one of the teachers on staff, she got saved as, long, as well as some of her school students, and she was supposed to be already a, um, she was in the ministry. She was in the ministry. Uh, why is that a surprise? It's not a, it shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, why? Because everyone in a point in their life has to receive Christ as their Savior or they never will and they haven't before. Um, it's not a process. It doesn't happen over a period of time. That's not how faith works. Abraham believed God and then it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Phineas uh, the Bible says when he threw that spear in his, in his heart, he did it in a matter of faith in that time where God, where he, when he executed that judgment, God accounted unto him, that unto him for righteousness. And we know James talks about when you take a step of works, uh, it proves your faith. It doesn't, it's not a matter of it creates faith. It proves the faith that you're acting out on. That's why the Bible says, for with the heart, Man believeth unto righteousness. Then with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That action that's taken after somebody believes creates the faith. It proves the faith is there. Else it's all knowledge. Uh, we're going to be getting into this. The Bible says in Psalm 40, verse 3, Where's my reader at? Come on, Brother Tom. We got 18 here. You want to get the stand? Yeah. I got a friend. All right, Psalm 40, verse 3. Psalm 40, verse 3. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Amen. Father, I pray you bless us. I uh, pray, Lord, you'll help us, Lord. Fire us up. Uh, no matter who, what man we are, at one point or another, we will become stagnant, um, complacent. Um, Lord, but it, it's a good place to be, Lord, because we consider our way and remember how good it was to be fired up for you. And only from that point, we can only become fired up for you. And Lord, and I pray that you would get us moving, those who are uh, where I often find myself to be. And Lord, uh, may we never remain there as long as we, we should or uh, have to. I pray that Lord, you'll get us moving, get this church moving, get the men, Lord, fired up for you. Make us soul winners and preachers of the gospel of our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.
He hath put a new song in my mouth. Now, this is an action. When you sing, you sing. This is not no uh, poetic uh, thought. This is God has put this in my mouth, and I have to sing it. This is my new life song. This is not what I, uh, before I was uh, groping around, before I was, uh, every communication was filthy. I was singing the world songs. I was uh, at the, the water fountain or however they say it. I was telling the dirty jokes. God has put a new song in my mouth. Oftentimes we find uh, people get saved and then they go and they just, they're, they're singing the same song as they did before. Nothing's changed about them. Yeah, they did get saved. There was a spark, in it, but, but they're hiding it. They're ashamed of it. Uh, and it, maybe years later, they allow it to grow. And then they have regrets of not, and we're always going to have regrets of not giving God more. We should have done more. And, and I don't want to say, you know, don't, don't have regrets and all that. We're always going to have regrets. It's just the way things are. Uh, fathers, you're always going to, I should have done more for the kids. I should have spent more time with them. It is what it is. We, we all could be doing more. Uh, but God says, or the Bible says here, he had put a new song in my mouth. And we need to be singing that song. Uh, guys, instead of um, looking at that girl, you know, we should be handing her a track. Instead of lusting, we should be soul winning. You know, when Jesus said, he told Peter, you know, I'm giving you the keys to heaven and hell. We got them. You can let people go to hell. You can let them go to hell. Let them go to hell. Or you can soul one. You can uh, preach the gospel. They might not all get saved. We'll see that in Romans. But it's up to us. Uh, to tell them at least. Sing. Sing the goodness of God. Sing his praises. Even praise unto our God. And I want to focus on the word. Many shall see it. God has set you up to be a light. Kelly, bring us up some of them snacks down there. <laughs> Many shall see it. Many shall see it. Many shall see it. Uh, Brother Tom, would you read uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 16? We can all turn there, Luke 1, 16. Luke chapter 1, verse 16. And many of the children of Israel shall turn to the Lord their God. Amen. And this is the angel telling Zacharias uh, that... His son, John the Baptist, uh, will be filled with the Holy Spirit of God from the womb, and he shall turn many unto the Lord their God, many of the children of Israel. God wants us to turn many, not just one, but many, to lead many to Christ, to be a testimony to many. The purpose of the Holy Spirit, Acts 1.8. Let's go there, Acts 1 8. The purpose of the Holy Spirit of God is not to keep us from sin. Christ conquered sin on the cross. The purpose of the Holy Spirit. Now, He does many things, He helps us with our sin, He, he leads us. He, he, Guides us in the word of God, but the purpose, the whole purpose. Acts 1.8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. There's no bounce. That means uh, God wants the Muslims saved. They're not saved. God wants the uh, the witches saved. God wants the, the, the gays saved. God wants the, uh, the Jews saved. Thanks, Brian. God wants the Catholics saved. And if the God wants the Baptists saved, there's no people in church that are automatically saved. There's no people automatically saved anywhere. You have to receive Christ. 
Uh, that's what Nicodemus, if anyone was saved, Nicodemus would have been saved. He wasn't saved. He said, how can I get to heaven? Um, you can make a good Pharisee, but it doesn't make you saved. Thinking you automatically are because you're religious or, or involved or, or even pray to prayer, it doesn't make you saved. You've you got to make sure you're saved. You've got to make sure that was faith. Uh, and the devil sometimes make you have doubts, but you still. There's people who raise their hand for salvation. Uh, they'll, they'll pray and ask Christ to save them. Next week, they'll raise it again. Praise God. They're making sure. I want to make sure I'm saved. I don't want to have any doubts. But rest assured, there comes a time where the Holy Spirit of God bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. And you need to preach the gospel. Many, turn many. You need to have a way about you to where you are turning people to Christ. That song, you're saying, what song are you singing? What testimony are you giving? Is it you're struggling with the same old sins? Uh, the power of the Holy Spirit of God that indwells you when you get saved is for you to go out and be a witness and testimony to this world. And when you do that, uh, you will turn many unto Christ. Now, when you hide yourself, when you hide the Spirit of God, and you can easily hide them by not dealing with your sin. When you allow sin in your life, it hides the Holy Spirit of God. I didn't even know they were a Christian. Christianity is not coming to church or carrying your Bible or, or talking. Christian, being a saved person um, is somebody who's, who uh, is a child of God. You got saved, and you have the Spirit of God in you. And the Spirit of God cannot be counterfeited. You, you can have all the uh, ideal people that look like they're Christians, but without the Spirit of God in them, they are not saved people. Uh, that's what makes somebody saved, is they have the Spirit of God in them. The moment of salvation, you have the Holy Spirit of God. You should be turning many unto Christ. You should be looking to turn many unto Christ. The job you are at today, wherever you're at, the sole purpose of you being there, it's not by accident, is for God to make you a light there. Amen. Don't hide yourself. Shine. You say, well, they don't know me like that. Put that new song. Let, sing that new song. Let them see the change. It's okay. What about your family? They, never, they don't know me like that. Let them see the difference. Surprise them. They need it. They need something. This world needs to see something. Let them see Christ. It's okay. Humble yourself. Any, any um, wall there, is, it, that's, that's your pride right there. Spot out your pride. That's the pride. If, if you are fearful of what people think of you, that's pride right there. Humble yourself. You should have no pride. That's, that's hurting you more than anything. And that's one of the greatest of all sins, is pride. Uh, let's go to 1 John chapter 4. There are many people who, who will confuse who's saved, who's not saved. And it's not hard. If, if you are confused who's saved, I was talking to a, a guy, he came out and visited, uh, he said that uh, Mormons are saved. How can, you, how can a Mormon be saved? They don't believe in Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, they do. No, they don't. They believe in a, a, a name of Jesus Christ, but doctrinally, it's a different person. If you say, hey, you know Pastor Phil at Gospel Lake Baptist Church? Yeah. In Philadelphia? Yeah. Chinese guy? Uh, no. No. Nine out of ten were right, but one out of ten, it makes me a different, it's a, it's a different person. Doctrinally, um, we, do, we can't see God, and that's why doctrine's important. The only way to know God is through the Word of God. And doctrinally, you might have the same name, uh, but you might have the same Jesus, but doctrinally, it's not the right Jesus. It's a different Jesus, and that's what First John talks about. We know who our Lord is. Not through a Hollywood movie. We know who our Lord is, but through the Word of God. And that's why it's important. The, the, the devil always attacks doctrine. He told Timothy, give heed to sound doctrine. That's what's going to defend off the wolves and the, the false prophets and, the, and the, uh, the, the ones who try to come into church and tear it up. Two things tear up a church. False doctrine. Of course, the wrong music. 
getting rid of the King James Bible and allowing sin to remain in the church. Those, those things will tear up the church quickly. That's more than two. Uh, but 1 John chapter 4, if you would, Brother Tom, read 1 through 3. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come into the flesh, in the flesh, is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that he should come, and even now already is in the world. It's in the world. It's in the world. The spirit of Antichrist. Now, the spirit of Antichrist proclaims himself as Christ. Antichrist proclaims himself as Christ. So he's not going to say, oh, I am the Antichrist. No, he's going to say, uh, I am the Lord Jesus Christ, disguised within the realm of all manner of beliefs, religion. Uh, he, the devil is the master of deception. The only thing we have to defend off deception is this book right here. You must, you must stand on God's word. It is our foundation. Amen. It is our foundation. Amen. That's, why you that's why I believe that God has preserved his word. He said he would. I believe every single word. Notice here, what about, um, let's take, for example, uh, let's say, I was at a house, and the daughter, um, she, she was a saved lady. Her mother, all she did was watch the Catholic Mass the whole 24-7. Sweetest, sweetest, sweetest old lady. And uh, she, she was, of course, older lady, Catholic. And uh, I asked the daughter, I said, well, is, is your mother saved? And she said, I don't know. I, I hope so. And I said, well... Let me ask you this. How, how does she respond to you when you speak of salvation and you speak of the Lord? She said, well, she gets a little um, irritated and, and upset a little bit. And I said, well, there you go. She's not saved. Simple as that. Simple as that. Why? It's not the purpose. I'm saying, uh, hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ. You, you got to listen, the Word of God, this is why people are confused. Who's saved? Who's not saved? Who's lost? Because it's the very doctrinal uh, uh, bounds of the Word of God that start getting deep into the root of who a person is. The Word of God tries man's hearts. Uh, for the Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. If you start bringing out fluffy um, analogies and, you know, beating around the bush stuff, uh, then you're not going to get to the person's heart or soul. you got to get the Word of God in there. you got to open the King James Bible. You've got to be filled with the Spirit of God and just preach to that person. The Holy Spirit of God will give you utterance. That's what the power of the Holy Spirit is for. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. Now, if you've not been turning many unto Christ, you have been missing out on the power of the Holy Spirit of God. As men, you want to be filled with power. Of course, we would like to have, you know, abs and muscles, be athletic and stuff. You know, and hey, God bless you if you can get it now. Amen? Uh, but reality is, even that will fade. But as a child of God, you'd be stronger as you get older, more fervent in spirit more of a soul winner, more filled with the Spirit of God than you've ever been, walking with the Lord. And it's never too late to start. Better is the end 
than the beginning. Go out strong for the Lord. Go out a soul winner when that rapture, uh, when the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Every spirit that confesseth not, how can you talk to the spirit of man? Through their mouth? No. By their knowledge? No. Most of the time you're talking to somebody, that they're somewhere else. You cannot talk to the spirit of man. That's only God. You need the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. You, if you want to have an intellectual conversation with somebody, go ahead. You're not getting to their spirit. There's a wall there. It's only by the power of the Holy Spirit of God invested in each and every um, child of God to proclaim the gospel to that lost and dying soul. The devil's deceived them. They're, the devil's not going to let you have them. It takes some, something greater than who is in this world. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We don't have to be ashamed of the gospel. But many, uh, and including myself, we get stagnant. And oftentimes we forget how great the power of God is when you go and preach the gospel. To try the spirit of God, you've got to give them the word of God. You've got to give them straight, uh, straight scripture. You've got to tell them that they're a sinner. You've got to tell them that there is a hell. You've got to show them in the word of God uh, where, how there's a hell and why there's a hell and show them the love of Christ and he didn't want them to perish and he doesn't want any to perish and that, but there's a hope and that Christ died for them according to the scriptures and that he was buried according to the scriptures and that he rose again according to the scriptures and you say well they already know all that they might know it up here but for some reason it's never hit into their spirit. I was talking with a guy, and I said, uh, he was walking around in the Home Depot parking lot, and I said, uh, sir, this is when I changed, you know, it, you, you start maturing as you're preaching the gospel. You start learning people, and learning who people are, and the power of God. I said, sir, uh, can I tell you about the, uh, how, to get, how to be sure when you die you can go to heaven? Oh, of course. I would like that. I said, sir, do you uh, believe that, uh, you know, that you're a sinner? Yeah, I believe that, he said. I said, oh, this is pretty easy. And uh, I said, well, uh, do you believe that um, uh, if you die right now, you'd, uh, you know, you'd go to heaven? He said, no, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know where I would go. I said, okay. I said, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross? He said, yeah, I believe that. I said, do you believe he died uh, um, you know, for your sins? And he said, yeah, I believe that. And uh, I said, do you believe that if you asked him to save you, he'd save you? And he said, yeah, I believe that. And I said, okay. I said, would you, uh, would you like to receive Christ as your Savior? He said, sure I would. And you know what? I said, something's not right here. This is too easy. This is too easy. I said, let me... Let me dig a little deeper. I said, do you believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is God Almighty? And right then and there, I promise you, on this book, that man, he, <clears throat> and the devil got a hold of him, and his voice turned, uh, like the Bible says, uh, the voice of the, the devil's coming out of him. And that, that man, he, he gave me his, uh, uh, or the devil started speaking out of him. I'm not going to say everything he said, but the, the such vile things and cursing. And then the devil started speaking to me. The devil gave me his name as an angel, uh, the, the devil's name, that fallen angel. He was, the devil started telling me how and when, when he fell from heaven, uh, all that took place and so forth. And, and this man had such aggressive anger 
And it was all disguised. Do you believe that, that you're, oh yeah, I believe I'm a sinner. But it just took that one deeper doctrinal question to unroot the spirit that was truly in him. There's a lot of this. Listen, the devil has a grip. There's a spirit of antichrist. And that spirit disguises himself as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we will not be able to distinguish. We will not be able to without this, without pure word of God, without the doctrines of Scripture. Our sole purpose is to preach the gospel to every creature. If people, when you start talking about the Lord to people, you knock on somebody's door, you start talking, I don't care who they are. Uh, they could be the greatest preacher and pastor on this earth. There's a joy. There's a joy in my spirit when I hear the name of Jesus. When you mention Jesus to me, there's a smile in my heart, in my spirit. There's a calmness. I know I belong to him. Because the spirit within me bears witness with the Lord Jesus Christ. When the people of this world hear the name of Jesus, you can see that they resist. And only the word of God can start breaking through. They might say everything you want them to say. They might pray every prayer you want them to pray doesn't make them saved. And just because they can say all the words you want them to say doesn't mean they are saved then. You've got to get the scriptures in there. Are they saved? That's between them and the Lord. Salvation is simple. Tracks are great. How many has ever led somebody to the Lord? Amen. Me and uh, Justin, we had a ministry on South Street. Led, led over, over 100 people with Christ down there. Um, sometimes five, six, seven at a time. Come on, come on, guys. Does, did everybody get saved? I hope so. I don't know. Um, that's, not my, that's not up to me. All I can do is preach the gospel. That's it. That's our job. Preach the gospel. You say, well, they might not be saved. Preach the gospel and be led by the Lord. The Lord might have you say, you know what? Do you believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is God Almighty? There was another time I was uh, about to lead a young guy to the Lord. I said, do you believe who Jesus is? And we had to dig in deeper. It used to be easy, easier to lead people to Christ. They grew up knowing the Bible stories. They grew up hearing about Christ. But kids today, people today, they don't, even, they don't know who Jonah and the whale is. They don't know. Some people in America have never heard about Jesus Christ. They don't know. So it takes going back almost to Genesis and the flood to lead somebody to the Lord sometimes. It may not be an ABC, one, two, three, pray with me. It might take a little longer. Uh, but willing to preach the gospel to them. And the Holy Spirit of God, the power that's within you already, by the Holy Spirit of God, you will be able to lead that person to Christ with your words. There's sometimes that I've uh, said or gave analogies to somebody. I gave the illustration today. You know, we, we have these chick tracks. We have other tracks back there as well. Uh, everybody see the adopted one back there? I was at a, store, a plumbing supply store and picking up some stuff. And you know, you got to act tough when you're there. You got to, you know, get in line. And I'm here to pick up a, a toilet type. And um, uh, so there was a guy, he was loading his truck, a business guy. And there's, I had a stack of these in my truck and different ones. And I pulled out one, and they're kind of color coordinated. I pulled out one, it was the adopted one. The adopted one has two little girls on there and a doll, I think, right? I didn't want to hand this to this guy. I said, man, I don't want to hand this to this guy. Let me look for the uh, long trip. The long trip is like a business guy. That's more fitting in my mind. So I put the adopted one back. 
And I, there was a bit, the stack was really tight. It was hard to grab them. So I pull out the long trip, and somehow I pull out the adopted one again. A different one, though, but it was adopted. The same one on a, a different, uh, it was next to it. I said, man, it was hard to get this back in. Let me put it back in. And, and I pull out again. And the same thing, I pull out adopted one. And I said, Lord, I'm going to have to give this guy now an adopted track um, because I feel like you want me to give him one, amen? And sometimes I'll pray, like, Lord, which track should I give him? How should I? Give me the words to say. Give me the words to say. And uh, I went up to him. I said, sir, can I give you something to read? It's uh, called Adopted. Um, you know, it has some scripture in there, but the most important thing is that Jesus Christ loves you. He died for you. Uh, sometimes, guys, we just want to give them a track, but it's important to give them some words. Jesus Christ loves you, died for you. God came down in the flesh to, to be your sacrifice, take your place. You say, I don't know how to say all that. The Lord will give you utterance. You just got to go. He will. He'll give you utterance. You say, I I'm not that good with my words. Your words is what somebody needs. You don't have to be good with words. you got power in you. Every Christian, if you're saved today, you got power. Don't let the things of this world blind you. The adopted child gave it to him. And he looked at me. He, he, he was staring at it. He looked up at me. And he was, he was gone already. He was crying. And he said, you know, I was adopted. He said, thank you for this. You know, and I got to share with him the gospel. And uh, he didn't pray with me, but he said he would think about it. You know that lady that... Uh, I told you about the older lady. I went upstairs, and uh, after she said, the daughter, she said, you know, she gets angry. She gets upset. I went upstairs. I, I spoke with her. I said, ma'am, um, uh, I wanted to talk to you about the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, she just stayed quiet looking at me, and I just preached the gospel to her. And you could tell she just gave in. And when she gave in, Tears flooding, her eyes. I said, would you like to receive Christ? And I gave her the gospel and uh, preached to her. And she said, yes, I'd like to receive Christ. And she prayed and got saved. You know, her daughter let me know that for the first time in that lady's life, she's reading her Bible. She shut off the Catholic mass television, opened up the book, reading her Bible. She has a joy about her now. Amen. Is she saved? I think so. Nah, she's not saved. She's not saved. Amen. She got saved, though. Amen. You're not sure somebody's saved? Ask them a couple questions. Just talk to them. God has put a new song in our mouth, even praising to our God. Many shall see it and fear. They're not going to understand it. They might uh, run away for a little bit, but eventually they'll come out and shall trust in the Lord. You want people to trust in the Lord, it's up to you. I'm sorry, Brother Tom, would you read uh, Romans 10? Let's all turn there, Romans 10. Romans 10, verses 14 and 15. The book of Romans goes over Jew and Gentiles and the doctrine, uh, what we call soteriology, the doctrine of salvation. The doctrines of salvation, what salvation is, and how can we get saved, and what truly, um, you know, where we get our beliefs from. It's from all from the scripture, Romans. Romans 10, verse 14 and 15. How then shall they call on him whom they had not believed. And how shall they believe in him of whom they had not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings to good things. Amen. Of good things, I'm sorry. Amen. And the Lord sent send us already. He said, so send I you. Power of the Holy Ghost. When you got saved, you're sent. You're already sent. Now we look to this world. Oh, my neighbor, he's this, he's that. 
Did you witness to him? Wow, I handed him a track. Now, did you witness to him? You got to witness to him. Well, they might be mean to me. You, listen, you got to do it. Start preaching the gospel. Open your mouth up. They might reject me. The Lord was despised and rejected. The reason why we have these thoughts in our mind is because we forget that the power is not with us. The power is in us with the Holy Spirit of God. After that, you shall receive power. That power, you have no idea how powerful it is. And you have no idea when you preach the gospel to somebody what it's doing to their heart. You might be given some crazy analogy that pops in your mind about a snail or something, whatever. That's happened to me. And that person starts breaking down. I remember uh, I've had people run off on me. They couldn't handle I thought they were, like, man, what's wrong with them? They must think I'm crazy. Just turned out they couldn't handle it any longer. And they wound up coming back a couple days later finding me and wanting to get saved. I gave that story, uh, I always think about Junior, this guy Junior, Jehovah Witness. Are the Jehovah Witnesses saved? They believe in Jesus Christ, right? No, they're not saved. Junior said, oh, you're, you're a Christian. That term is used very vaguely today. Christian means all, Christian means non-Jew, non-Muslim. I think even the Church of Satan is incorporated with Christi Christians now. Am I a Christian? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm a follower of Christ, but not a world's definition of a Christian. I'm a, I'm a Bible-believing Christian. I'm following my Savior. This guy, Junior, I was working with him. He said, oh, you're a Christian. He's like, I'm a Jehovah Witness. I said, good. Well, that's, that's, that's good. Amen. I got to get back to work. Now, usually I'm not like that. Usually I say, you know. But this time, the Lord, I felt the Lord impressing on me to just ignore this guy. Now, I wasn't really ignoring him. I'd go in the other room. I'd pray for him. Lord, please be with this guy. He would come in the room. He said, well, I don't believe in, I don't believe that Jesus is God. I said, that's fine. I said, but the Bible says, and I gave him a verse for the deity of Christ, amen? There's many. And I said, I gotta get back to work. And uh, he went back to his job, I was back to my job. We're working in this house together, this uh, under construction. And uh, he said, uh, he came in again. He said, well, I don't believe there's a hell. And I gave him a, a verse on hell. I said, that's okay. I said, the Bible says this. And uh, I got back to work, and I'm praying, like, Lord, just, just be with this guy. Be with this guy, Junior. He's a nice guy. Just, obviously, he's searching, because I'm not stirring anything up. Uh, but this time, the Lord is stirring him up. And in the end, he came back again, and he, he said something else. And I said, listen, Junior. It was by the end of the day at this time. I said, listen, Junior. The Bible says that if you search for God with all your heart, you'll find him. I said, tonight, why don't you get on your knees, ask God, God, if you're real, show me the truth. And he will. I said, if he doesn't, uh, I'll become an atheist with you. All right? God's real. You can proclaim God. He stands up for himself. Amen? I'll become an atheist for you. I'll burn this book in front of you. Let's burn it together. We'll burn the church down. We'll build apartments here. God's real. Amen? We'll, make it, we'll eat, drink, and be merry if, God, if Christ be not risen. But he has risen. Amen. Live, live like it. He's put a noose on him. He's real. Proclaim the, the power of God. Proclaim the truths of God. They are, they're real. Next day, we were there. So we started at 7 a.m. 7 a.m., he's running. He ran to me where I was working, the room I was working. He said, please, I, I want to get saved. I need to get saved. What, what do I have to do to get saved? And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what happened? Well, what's going on? He said, well, I did what you said. I went home. I couldn't stop thinking about it. 
I went to my room and I prayed. I said, Lord, show me. Show me that you're real. I want to know. He said, right after he got done praying, he, he looked up and he seen a Bible sitting on his dresser. He never even knew he had. It was just there. So he grabbed the Bible and he opened it up. And the first verse he saw, they were cast in a lake of fire. It scared him so much. He said he couldn't sleep an ounce. Next morning he came running to me. He said, what do I do? What do I have to do to get saved? And he got saved. Amen. Prayed and got saved. Amen. And uh, listen, the Lord wants all people saved. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. God establishes his word with us so that we can give it to others. We look at this world, oh, look how wicked this world is. The Bible says judgment first must begin at the house of God. If you don't want wicked neighbors, lead them to Christ. You say, oh, look how many bars there are now. It's so sad, America, this great Christian nation has so much um, trash today and so on. There's no nation that's the answer. It's the church. It's us. If we want a godly nation, we must have godly men doing what we need to do to preach the gospel. That's what creates where we're at. We are the light of the world. If we are the light and we hide our light, the world, don't, don't get mad at the world for being dark. The world's dark. We are the light. Shine. Proclaim. Uh, Brother Tom, last verse, uh, Romans 10. Let's read 8 through 13. 8 through 13? Yeah. Romans 10, 8 to 13. But what saith it? The word, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Whosoever, whosoever. You don't be the judge of who gets saved. Jesus said, I'm going to die for everybody. Amen. Just go. If God closes the door, he closes the door. But your, the word that you preach is not in vain. Some plant another water, but God gives the increase. There will be those who, who don't want to listen. As, as you can read in this chapter, Isaiah, verse 20, but Isaiah is very bold and saith, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest of them that asked me not. Uh, some did not believe, the Bible says. Some did not believe. But the preaching doesn't go in vain. Preaching doesn't go in vain. Brother Bernie, we have Brother Bernie. He just got saved Sunday. I'm preaching to the neighbor. Brother Bernie's a friend of the neighbor. He doesn't live around here. Brother Bernie was visiting his friend across the street. I'm preaching to the neighbor. Brother Bernie says, we can call him brother now. Bernie says, I want to come to church. I said, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the neighbor. You know? Uh, you might not reach the parents. You might reach the kids. And then later on, they reach the parents. Now, Brother Bernie, he goes in the, back to the house, and he's preaching to them. He said, I'm going to get them out. I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. Amen? Amen. Listen, and I know I could do more, and I'm praying I will. I'm praying I do. I used to do ton more, and I want that. I want that back. I want to get fired up again for the Lord, but God wants us to turn many unto Him. Preaching the gospel is not a calling; it's a commandment. You say, well, that's not my gift. It's not a gift. It's a commandment, and we are all sent wherever you are at to be a light. You have to be a light there. What is going to dim that light is allowing sin to remain in your life. When I say allowing it to remain, it means you fall, you say, I'm done, I'm just going to stay here and, and live like this. No, get back up, get moving again. 
you do somebody wrong, apologize to them. I remember uh, I was a lot short-tempered. I snapped out on this guy. I went back, apologized to him, witnessed to him. Amen? I went further. He said, what type of guy? I bought him a gift card and everything. I felt so terrible, I lost it on him. I wanted to kill him. But I went back, gave him a gift card, uh, witnessed to him. I said, man, what, what type of guy is this? Wrote him a note, signed it. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have acted like that. The Lord loves, loves us all. He doesn't want me to act like that. I forget what I wrote, but I, something along those lines. And that went far with him. And, uh, but listen, we need to do whatever we can. If you could buy a soul, would you? Would you buy a soul? If it was that easy. But let me say this, it's easier. Christ already bought him. Amen. You don't have to. little time, a little attention, a little kindness, a little love. But preach the gospel. You don't have to buy them. Christ bought them. Christ bought them. We just got to do our part. Do our part. Preach the gospel. It's very easy. Let me give you some analogies and we'll close. Brother Tommy, if you want to stay seated. But, uh, here, Brother Tommy, let me see. Come on. Come up here. Okay. Uh, usually it's like this. There, there, there's... Believe it or not, I mean, I get fearful. There's sometimes I'm, I'm courageous as a lion or sometimes I'm coward, cowardly as a whatever, all right? Uh, but why? Because the devil's attacking. The devil's attacking. He, may, he starts putting doubts in your mind. I'll say, ah, he's not going to listen. Uh, that man, he's going to get angry. He's like eight foot tall, weighs 500 pounds. <laughs> he's going to club me. He's gonna... But reality is not. We, remember, we have something greater, more powerful than anything in this world. The Word of God and the Holy Spirit in us. Believe it. Try it. Use him. You'll see how powerful he is. Sir, uh, I'm from, uh, my name's Phil. I'm from Gospel Light Baptist Church. Uh, can I give you something to read about the Lord? Okay. Amen. Um, would you like to get saved? Come out to church on Sunday? No. Amen. No, that's not how it works. Uh, all right, so what, normally that was, that was a joke. Um, sir, uh, it just shows you from the Bible how you can know for sure that when you die, uh, you can be on your way to heaven. And uh, is that something you know? If, uh, if uh, you die, where you're going to go? Where you're going to no. spend eternity? No. Not, okay. And most people are going to say no. They don't know. They don't know. But what, what these questions are doing is you're getting them thinking. Now, it's important to add Scripture in there. You've got to get Scripture in there. And the Bible says, um, can I show, can I, you have a second? I just want to show you uh, something real quick. Uh, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, um, and whoever the Lord leads, you know, this is actually more difficult for me to do now because God's not leading. Yeah. By the time I'm saved, are you saved? I think so. Amen. By the time I'm saved, you know what? I don't got no power right now. But I'll tell you what, when you get out there and you're talking to somebody, you're going to have verses come in your mind. Can anybody attest to that? Verses, I don't, I don't even know how those verses were coming to my mind. I, don't, yeah. I felt like I can, that's the Holy Spirit of God. Right, Brother Chris? You're preaching the gospel, man. It's it all power coming out. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 13, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that you have eternal life. You see, God uh, died on the cross for our sins. Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. Uh, the Bible says he went into that grave, but he rose again three days, three nights later, conquering death for you and me. And the Bible says what, why he died on the cross was because we're sinners, and he didn't want us to go to hell, and so forth. And you can lead them on. And as the Lord gives you utterance, but you get, you get Scripture in there, and God will guide you mm -hmm. unto uh, to lead that person to Christ. They're, they're going to be uh, he hearing words you've never said before. Or you're going to say words you've never said. You're going to uh, come out with verses you've never even knew you knew. Why? Because the Holy Spirit of God is going to be with you. And, uh, but those are some icebreakers. Uh, sir, can I give you something to read? This is from my church, Gospel Light Baptist Church. Uh, a couple Bible verses in there. 
tells you how you can know for sure that when you die, you're going to heaven. That might be all you do. There's thousands of people out there. But try to get, and then, and if, if you're not sure, the Bible says you can know for sure. You know, Jesus Christ loves you. He died for your sins. You know, there is a hell. There is a heaven. So make sure you know where you're going. That's all. That's all. But as much as possible, get scripture in there. Get, get the Lord, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in there and do all you can to get the gospel out. And I promise you, I promise you, uh, you, you will uh, start um, seeing fruit in your life. Sins you've struggled with going away. Why? Because you've put on a part of armor that you've not been wearing. You're walking around in this world with no shoes on. I got cut up feet, yeah. You're not, you're not preaching the gospel. No wonder we're falling. No wonder we're not moving in life. You got to shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. Amen. It's part of, the, of, our, of our armor. Amen? Amen. That's all I got. Amen. And let's get out there, preach the gospel. Thanks, Brother Tom, uh, for, uh, for all your help. Amen. 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 And you might have your own way, your own approach. Something that I don't, but when I get out there, I know uh, when I get by somebody who's not saved, man, there's something that stirs up in me and I start preaching, preach the gospel. And you can do the same thing. You're called to do it. All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for the men here. And we all need a stirring, to stir up the gift that is within us, Lord. I pray, little God, that you would uh, just help us all as we look to you, Lord, um, we, need, uh, we need that power. Again, Lord, we need that stirring. Give us grace to go and preach the gospel. May we all um, be always ready. May we have tracks, Lord, a great tool, great resource. And Father, may we always all share what Christ did in our own life. And I pray, Lord, you'll just help us all. Uh, may we see many people come to Christ in these last days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.